Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Air and Earth Podcast. Today is a super special episode. It's an interview with one of my dear friends, someone who I deeply admire, Amy Rushworth. So Amy and I get into, oh my gosh, conversations around embodied business, embodied abundance, healing trauma, creating safety to feel pleasure, letting things be fun, how to operate a business that feels easy and exciting, confidence, like so many juicy, juicy topics. It really was a really incredible interview. So I hope you love it. If you want to learn more about Amy, we have her Instagram as well as her podcast linked down in the show notes below. Her podcast is called The Amy Rushworth Show and it is honestly amazing. I've listened to quite a few episodes. This woman is a source of just amazing wisdom, amazing power, amazing embodied like just confidence and I really love her I love this talk so listen through feel free to share this episode and tag us both on your Instagram story and connect with us let us know what you think about the episode we will reshare those episodes always love and are so thankful when you do it I'm so thankful for you all for tuning in once again I love making this show I love connecting with you all I also want to give you all a heads up that right now I have an event that is open for you all. It's open for the next two weeks. So it's going to be on March 26th and 27th, and it is called Abundance Queen Codes. So I am taking the 21 codes that I wish I knew when I started my business and as I was growing my business to create a business that feels fun and easeful and magnetizing and amazing and glorious. <laughs> Literally, it feels when I sit down and I think about my business and my life and how things are compared to how they were even just a few short years ago, these few simple things really expanded it. So I decided to take these codes and turn it into an actual event. Think virtual business conference, okay? So there's going to be breakout groups. There's going to be training sessions. There's going to be these fun bonuses, these surprises. There's going to be dance parties. There's going to be practices. It's going to be community and teaching and learning and growth. And it's all going to be in two days. So two full days of us going deep together. I know a lot of you are already so excited to sign up. So many of you are pouring into the doors. I cannot wait to host this experience for you all. So the link for that is down below. You can find it as well on my Instagram. It's called Abundance Queen Codes and I can't wait to see you there. So let's dive into the episode with Amy. I hope you all love this episode as much as I loved interviewing Amy. 
Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I can't wait to talk to you. I can't wait to hear about your story and all of the wisdom you have to drop today. So thank you. Thank you for having me. It's so good to connect with you. I know. It's really nice. I'm, I'm super excited and super honored and super happy about it. So the first question I want to ask, and this is normally how I start my interviews, is your story. Stories are super powerful. You know, you are this incredible woman who has a social media presence, a business. You are changing the lives of women all around the world. You have a podcast, like you've got it going on, you know, how did that, (laughs) how did, how did that happen? (laughs) What's the story? Yeah, I mean, I'm a Virgo rising. So like everyone always says to me, you got your shit together. You are doing so many things. And it's so like crazy to me because my like self view and where I came from and like my dark night of the soul and how everything kind of fell into place the way that it did actually came from like the total opposite of that, of like my life was in a complete shit show shambles um for like a long time but I really hit rock bottom when I was around like 23 and I ended up in therapy because I mean at the time I didn't know but I'd been struggling with PTSD since I was like 11 years old I disassociated from trauma and so I was just in this kind of toxic cycle of all kinds of addictions and distortions like anything that is bad for you I was like having a problem with it so bad relationship with sexuality with relationships you know dating the wrong people but then also taking a lot of drugs drinking a lot going out pushing everything to the absolute extreme like anything that I could take to the extreme I would just take it to the absolute extreme working to the extreme and this will kind of crumble down because I have always been someone who's really good at like keeping a lid on everything so even if I was really struggling even when I was super depressed even when I was you know having suicidal thoughts like on the outside it was always smiling I was always there for everyone else even if I was having all these problems behind the scene, I would show up for work. I'd always keep my job. I had a really good job. And so I guess no one thought to ask me if I was okay and I wasn't okay for a long time. And so it got to a really bad point where I was having panic attacks and um, I was in a really, really dark place. And I just knew in that moment, I was like, I have a choice. There's been so many moments that I could turn this around and I haven't, and this is it. Like, do I want to keep living my life this way or do I even still want to be alive? Because at the moment this isn't working for me and I don't really feel like I don't feel excited by life. I am in so much pain. And so in that moment, I guess I, you know, I chose the light. I chose, I chose to start making different choices. I went to therapy. I asked for help. It was like the hardest thing that I ever had to do. I remember it so crystal clear And um, I started rebuilding my life. And as I did, you know, the plan was never to like do what I do now or, you know, I worked in fashion back then and, um, you know, I never would have thought that I'd be doing the things that I do now or even have the kind of like spiritual connection that I have now because back then I was like not connected to anything. And 
somehow just as I went on this healing journey and I started changing my life and making amazing things happen for myself, I really connected to my purpose in um, the pain. And I realized like, oh, I've been put on this earth to go through this, to help other people who are like me to get out of their dark space as well. And so that's what I do now. I help people to transform their lives. And um, I also help people to heal who haven't had those rock bottoms, who just want to, you know, milk the most out of this amazing life that we've been given or, you know, this amazing moment that we've all incarnated on the planet to receive and experience. And so I'm really passionate about that as well, like not having to wait for things to get really bad like I did to want the best for yourself and to start making your life absolutely amazing because it is amazing to be alive. Yeah, it sure is. Oh my gosh. I have, you touched on so many juicy topics and I have so many questions, (laughs) so many like delicious, like we're just going to go deep. Like that's just, that's just what's going to happen. So yeah, yeah, I first want to start, you know, one thing I really resonate with you on is the whole going through a process of healing trauma and changing your life, growing a business through that. And um, as I've shared about that, I've heard so many people come and say, oh my gosh, I'm going through the same thing. And I'm sure you have, this is your, this is your message, right? So I'm sure you have so many people come to you who are like, I'm healing my trauma. I'm trying to go business. How do I like balance these two things? So what, what is that process like? And how can we, you know, a lot of the trauma healing is so deeply internal. How can that balance with creating this really pleasurable, amazing, like manifested, like traveling, making money, like all that kind of stuff? How, how do those things go together? Yeah. I mean, they so go together and it is a process, you know, it's a journey. Like, had uh, had I met the version of me now when I was 23 and, you know, I had I brought myself all of the tools and the things that I'm into now, like that would have been too much for me back then. My nervous system would have been like, nope, who's this weird person talking to me? That's so weird. So it is a process, right? And as we expand and heal, like we get ready to receive different things. We get ready to receive different memories in our trauma body, perhaps, you know, for me, I had to do a couple of years healing till I actually um, got to the root of my PTSD and my, my original sort of trauma resurfaced as a repressed memory, as a a flashback. And, um, you know, it was the perfect moment, you know, a few years into the healing for me to receive that memory because I was ready to process it. I wouldn't have been ready earlier. So it is a journey and human beings love to rush things, right? We always want to like get to summer, get to the breakthrough, get to the six figures in your business after like five seconds. So people love to rush things because we're human and our ego loves that shit, right? But it is a process. You don't want to rush your process. Um, Now, the second piece around this is like everyone wants to know how to manifest, right? Because it's like glamorous and it sounds awesome. And like the healing stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it's going to be quite hard. So maybe I'll just manifest this stuff and then I'll feel better about all of that. But the truth is, if you really are into manifestation, if you really want to, you know, have all these amazing things or you desire more for your life and you want to milk the most out of life, do the healing work because 
the healing work will always trump any manifestation course or book or teaching you read because all of the things that are there to be healed are in the way of the things that you want because really we're manifesting all the time like whether you use a technique intentionally or not you say something something happens you make a choice something happens you cross the street something happens like you're manifesting with your energy with your choices with your words your language like all the time but what you're manifesting is based on who you are how you're being what you're embodying what you believe about yourself and any trauma that is or isn't there right and so if you have trauma, wounding, really distressing experiences in your past that you haven't integrated, spoken about, or had an opportunity to hold with love and compassion and safety, then that's going to affect what is therefore being manifested. So we can't negate healing work in manifestation. And it's also why when I teach manifestation, I really look at like body-based work uh, using hypnotherapy, using ancestral um, ancestral trauma techniques, uh, regression, visualization. Uh, you can't think your way around the blocks, right? You have to feel into them and learn how to feel safe so that as you expand, as your dreams get bigger and bigger, which will bring up fear, even if they're amazing dreams, your body can handle it because you can handle it. You trust yourself. You feel safe in your body. Um, and also for many of us who have had trauma or even just, you know, you have an insecure attachment style, for example, you're not a secure attachment style. This is going to affect how you manifest as well. So the more safety we create inside of ourselves, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with others, that helps us to manifest. So they're totally linked. They totally go hand in hand and, the best thing you could ever do is start with the trauma healing and the shadow work and the inner child because then you're going to put those manifestation techniques into play. You'll be super expansive. Or even if you don't put them into play, you'll still be manifesting amazing things because you're feeling secure, you're feeling confident, you're getting to that place where you're your own inner parent. And that's when you're going to be able to make really amazing things happen and you're going to be able to sustain it without self-sabotaging it because you feel secure inside of yourself. Mm, Beautiful, beautiful. I 100% agree. From my own experience and from seeing you and from seeing so many amazing women go through these similar processes, right? And I love how you are like normalizing things. You know what I mean? Like you you did a post recently and it was so tender and it was you crying that that was the photo and you right. you know you your message was like you can do both you can have both you can feel the full spectrum and that's kind of truly what it is to be alive right so yeah. my next question is like you're talking about you know body based things right feeling into the healing feeling into what you're creating can you talk more about that in terms of creating a business yeah right so one of the hot topics you know secondary probably or equal to manifestation is intuition right people are like wanting to follow their intuition, wanting to uh, live their business or lead their business from their feminine essence, from their intuitive yes, their full body yes. 
you can't know your full body yes if your body is full of unaddressed trauma right and the and and even just wounding right even just it could be you're three years old and you cry and no one comes right and your body has this crystallized memory of this so when you only work with a top-down approach and what I mean by that is like you only go to the therapy session you only see a coach and you're talking about mindset and conscious limiting beliefs which are really great things to do but if you're only doing that you're only working with the conscious level of your brain and your awareness right and there's so many things that have happened to us that have imprinted us that we don't consciously remember for example one of the best body-based healing methods that I use is a technique called rebirthing breathwork and it's quite different to other kinds of breathwork. We're working with the trauma or the experience of being born in that, right? So I don't remember being born, but I can tell you from what my mum's told me is like it was a traumatic birth, right? It took a long time to come out. They put forceps on my head, a vacuum, um, you know, my heart rate was doing something. And I don't remember that, but my body remembers it. And so certain patterns, especially when we can't get to the root of it consciously, or if you have unexplained anxiety, for example, or something really activates your system and you're like, I have no idea why that is, or I mentally understand why, but it's still happening. Uh, That's when we want to use these body-based techniques or body-based healing in tandem with a top-down approach so that we can create this safety and healing in the body. And it makes so much sense because think about when you feel really triggered or um, you feel really emotionally activated by something, you feel it in your body first and then your mind starts spinning the story of like, I'm angry at them because of this or you're making me feel threatened or I'm shutting down right now because I can't handle when someone says that. The story actually comes after the visceral physical effect in the body. And so the body reacts first. The body has this imprinted memory and the body speaks to your brain a lot, right? More than what your brain actually signals to the body. And so when you start doing these techniques, what can sometimes happen, especially in my breathwork sessions, is people will come in and they're feeling all right. And then all of a sudden they're crying and crying and crying. Or um, sometimes people start laughing hysterically or they feel really angry at something that I say, say in the session that is totally neutral. And it's because their body is finally releasing something that got trapped inside. Um, and it's also why you see in these body-based techniques um, in the tantric t- traditions, for example, often people have an orgasm, but it's actually just because the energy has been freed up, right? All the energy just flows through their chakras. They orgasm, but it's just because they were healing. They were healing blockages that was Uh, stored in their system Um, and it also makes a lot of sense because our nervous system is in the body right the nervous system is living in the body so if we don't address it from the body base level from the bottom up we're missing this huge piece of our consciousness Mm. incredible oh so much goodness here (laughs) so much goodness here I love the healing talk because it's so I think it can be really overlooked in manifesting, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that we're digging into this. I'm going to kind of pivot us a little bit. Cool. So 
one of your pillars is pleasure. You even have a full program, Pleasure Empress, right? Which yeah. Is so like, that's so juicy. Like, it's so like, ah, uh, like royalty and pleasure and all of these things. But like, for a lot of people, I'm sure a lot of people hear the name of that, that program and they're like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, what does that even, like, it can be triggering, right? So can you talk mm-hmm. about pleasure and, you know, like royalty codes and creating like safety to actually be open to that kind of experience? Yeah, for sure. You know, there's so many people who want to be empowered in their feminine or they want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel confident. They want to have a activated throat chakra in their business, whatever it is, or they want to be comfortable being seen. Pleasure and sensuality, particularly for women and feminine beings, is this hugely amazing pathway you can go down that seems like, oh, well, like that doesn't really seem like that would make me more confident in my business. So that doesn't really seem like that's the way to manifesting what I want. But think about it. It's one of the most taboo things. So uh, it's also one of the most uh, disempowered part of, of many women in many cultures. It's something that is Um, been distorted in many ways over many different centuries and exploited. Um, It's not been something that's been a source of empowerment for women. So what do we do? Like if we want to feel powerful, go to the area in which you feel least expressed, empower it, and then everything else becomes easier. Um, So for me personally, exploring this work um, and many of the women who come into my programs like Pleasure Empress, what actually happens as a result of the pleasure healing work is so much more expansive than what it says on the tin. So many of the women who are in this program, because it's in session right now, are noticing that they are using their voice in a way that they've never used it. Um, Some of them, you know, see therapists and things on the side and their therapists are amazed by how, how vocal they're being, how powerful they are in their voice. And it makes sense. Like I posted this image the other day of the larynx next to a photo of the vagina in the womb space and they look the exact same, right? And the body is connected by the vagus nerve. So when we open the womb space or we open the throat, it opens the womb space. They're so connected. And it makes sense, right? Think about when you give birth, you make these huge sounds as part of the release. And when you orgasm universally, women make a similar sound, right? And it's not a coincidence. It's like a primal activation of the feminine power and the feminine body. But because we've been conditioned to be silent or to be good girls or to be you know, not hysterical or not bitches or not empowered in our menstruation or our bodies or our breasts or any of those things, we keep a lid on it. And in doing so, we keep a lid on our power in terms of how we use our voice, how we uh, embody our sensuality for ourselves. And the thing I always say to people is this, is like your clitoris has 8,000 nerve endings and it exists for your pleasure only. It has no function. Right? It's not there for like weeing or anything else. It just lives there as a, it's like a button. Like <laughs> it's time for me to love myself, you know? And it's like, 
so many women are afraid of their own bodies, right? So a lot of women are afraid to put their own finger inside of themselves. That's why like we have these applicator tampons that go into landfill and create other issues over there. So in doing this work, you're not just saying like, you know, I'm going to go and like self-pleasure and have orgasms. You're saying yes to life. You're saying yes to your body. You're saying yes to like, I'm going to invest in me having a good pleasurable time of my own body and I'm taking it back for me. You're also saying yes to, you know, being confident. You're saying yes to using your voice and particularly like for me, I'm, I've been, you know, a victim of different things like sexual abuse, rape, assault, harassment, as many women have, you know, most women have been harassed in their lives, sadly. This is a reclamation. This is like, my body is for me. My body is not for you to look at unless I say you can. Like, my body is for me. My pleasure is for me. And in many ways, that then trickles out into so many other areas of our lives and how we feel empowered in those areas. Mm. So how do you, as a leader, and as someone who's publicly speaking, going live, creating podcasts, how have you created this this confidence to talk about the things that are taboo, to share your story, to come on here and say, yeah, I've been sexually abused. Where does that, where does that come from and how can someone feel confident when you know, like talking about the clitoris, talking about orgasms is so like, ah, you know what I mean? Where did yeah. this come from? Yeah, totally. I mean, had you, again, like, had you told me at 23 that I would even speak about like 5% of what I talk about now, it would have been like, get the fuck out. No <laughs> way. Right. And it's really interesting because if you listen to meditations that I recorded like earlier on in my business versus now, it actually doesn't even sound the same. One of my clients the other day asked me who who the voice was in the meditation. She knows my voice. I'm like, it's it's me. Um, So even the tone and the way that I project the energy of my words has changed. Um, And so it is a process, you know, you don't want to necessarily throw yourself in the deep end. You don't need to like go to a sex magic party with like everyone with with their ones out, you know, it's like (laughs) regress there over time. And if that's what you desire, and we each have our own desire inside of this, right? So like you might not desire to speak so openly about your clitoris, but maybe you want to go discover it for yourself or maybe you want to discover in a new way you know, like using a different tool or like taking some more spaciousness, creating a ritual around the way you pleasure yourself. So it's going to be different for each of us. And the most important thing is that you feel empowered in your journey and take the steps using like a a mindset of like, what's a healthy stretch for me? Not I'm going to throw myself in the deep end, get totally traumatized and then like go back in my shell. Um, so it's been a journey for me, you know, my, my healing journey started with the very basics of like therapy. And, you know, even then it was like, even just for me to go and talk to my therapist about the, the slightest thing in a non-sexual way would be, I'd be so frozen and so clammed up and be like, oh my God, this is so awkward. I don't want to cry. 
And over time, I just started getting more and more relaxed. I started feeling braver. I started trusting myself because this is how we heal and rewrite things is by creating safe, disconfirming experiences. So say you have a desire that you want to maybe you struggle to orgasm and you're like physically everything should be fine. I don't have any like health conditions creating this. I'm not stressed. So maybe it's like an emotional thing, you know, you're exploring that whether that is, you know, the issue for you. So if you have a desire and you also feel a bit uncomfortable, you start to ask yourself, okay, well, what would allow me to show my body that it's safe to have a different experience or it's safe to open? Um, And the number one thing I think when it comes to like our deeper traumas are safe relationships Um, because many of us, if we internalize things, it was because we didn't have a safe space to talk about it. And it's the same for ancestral trauma and like epigenetics, um, you know, trauma that goes down our family lineage. Uh, The reason that it shows up again and again is usually in families that don't talk about things, that don't talk about hard stuff. So when you can give yourself safe spaces as an adult or safe relationships where you can express things, where you know you won't be abandoned, whether it's your therapist, your coach, your best friend, or you make a commitment to yourself that you're going to date someone who has a secure attachment style, who's going to treat you right, who will listen to you, this is going to be huge for a lot of people because you know, our relationships are so important to us. They influence so much about how we be, what we do, what we feel capable of, knowing we have a secure base to come back to if anything goes wrong out in the world or we fail or we mess up. And then from there, you can start to create this safer relationship with yourself where you know, okay, I'm going to say something and it might be weird for some people or I'm going to be brave and share this and I don't know how people are going to react, but I'm going to be okay because I'm self-sourcing in this moment. Um, And the way I started actually doing this was I started talking about the things I was afraid to talk about, my sexual trauma with strangers So it would go to, and like for some people that's unsafe, right? So it depends on like how you feel. But for me, the safer thing was like, how can I share this with people who I don't know? So at least if I feel really bad after, I don't ever have to see them again. And for me, that was the safe space. But for you, it might be like the safe space is telling someone you've been in a really long secure relationship with or a long friendship with or telling one of your parents if that feels safe for you and starting to explore like how do I create more of these safe spaces in the areas in which I'm afraid to be fully expressed and for sexuality maybe it's like you start opening those conversations with your girlfriends or um, you know people who you hang out with or a coach, go in a group program, like in my group program, the Voxer room goes off and these women are like sharing things and they're like, I can't believe I'm even saying this, Mm. but I feel so safe to say this here. That's how we heal through creating these safe, disconfirming experiences and safe relationships. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah. What I'm hearing is like the power of just practicing your expression will open up and expand into more expression, more expression, more expression. And then who knows, maybe a few years down the road, you're like posting 
a picture of a like <laughs> like like a little diagram of like all the nerve endings and like writing a post about like I had 30 orgasms last night like whatever like that kind of thing and uh, like so for someone who's listening in and they're like okay I want to I want to feel powerful in my body. I want to feel like confident in my body. I want to feel like you said that, that connection to self-sourcing. If you were going to suggest one practice that they could do on their own, obviously like get support, you know, find healers, therapists, take Amy's courses, listen to her podcasts, like all that kind of stuff. But like, if they want to sit down right now after listening to this episode and do one practice, that's just going to like rock their world. What would you suggest? The one that's like immediately coming to me, there's so many great practices, but the immediate one, and this sounds so simple, but so difficult for so many people to do go to the mirror naked Mm. Go to the mirror naked, put a music on if it's like going to help you get in the vibe and just stare into your own eyes for far longer than what is comfortable for you and do it naked. Then you can also view, you know, you want to start like touching yourself. It doesn't even have to be like sexually touching yourself, just like stroking yourself, just like looking at yourself and really see yourself, like see your naked truth. But staring your own eyes as well, right? Eye gazing is so potent. We see the soul. It's why it's so awkward. A lot of people don't even like eye gaze with the the person they're married to who they've been having sex, sex with for 30 years. They're like, oh, I would never look him in the eyes when we have sex. How awkward. Even though you're inside each other. Um, so it's like do it with yourself. And also like in that practice, if you feel like you want to take it to like another level, you can also like look at yourself in the mirror, look at your genitals, like just look at them with a curiosity rather than like a goal or a milestone or a criticism and start to just like, you know, hang out, start to look, like look longer than you normally do. Look at your breasts, look at your body and notice any thoughts that come up, notice any like sticky sensations that come up and just welcome it and just say, okay, it's perfect. That feeling is welcome here. And the more and more you do this and soften into this, like you start to get these really powerful reflections or like powerful realizations. And then it gives you that clarity of like, okay, wow, I didn't realize that that was beneath the surface for me. How can I like heal that? How can I explore that? Um, Maybe feel really turned on for the first time. Like a lot of women in my programs have like loads of body image issues. And by the end, they're like in the mirror, like fingering themselves to themselves going like, I am sexy, you know, for the first time in their lives, which is so powerful. And that's like in a few weeks. So can you imagine if you did this practice, like even once a week for a year, that would be amazing for so many people. And it's about like looking with your looking at yourself with a softness because so much of the time we're looking at ourselves with like the harshest lens, like the pointy edge of the knife of like, I need to do this or I need to be better at this or I need to look more like this. And it's like, how do we start just seeing ourselves for the radiance that is already there? Mm, I love that. I actually did that practice this morning. <laughs> Amazing. You've got a, you've got a glow. <laughs> I'm feeling good. Yeah. It like, it's amazing because 
you know, it really is such a beautiful practice in just pure acceptance, just acceptance. And as we move through acceptance, it's like the power is there. The knowing is there. The truth is there. We just Mm -hmm. have to like see it and hear it and listen to it and like allow it to come through. So I'm so glad you said that one because that is, yeah, it's super good. So everybody should like, you can pause it or you can like listen to the end and like go try it out, see what happens. You can tag us, let us know, that kind of thing. But yeah, amazing, amazing. So let's pivot even a little more. You are such a spectrum of like a wealth of knowledge. So how about we go into wealth codes and abundance and business and that kind of thing. So I know that one of your main messages, we've talked about embodiment, we've talked about healing. How does that relate to business? Yeah, I mean, it's everything, right? I mean, I'm sure it's like not everything if you're I mean, maybe because everything's energy. If you're like the CEO of like an oil and gas company, maybe not. But like if you're someone who's the face of your brand and your business is you, your business is oriented around like your lifestyle or who you be, what you're into, as it is for me, I'm a projector. So I'm just like here following the things that light me up and everyone becoming if they're into it as well. Uh it's everything, right? The more embodied that I've become in myself, like the less that I have to try so hard at anything really, because um, I know my worth. Like I know that my greatest work is pouring into me because like I'm the jug from which like all else flows. So I need to have lots of fun. I need to feel really good. I need to feel really like in my values, in who I am in my life and like just live in a life that's lit up, that feels expansive, that every day feels like, fuck yes. Oh my God. I can't believe I woke up as Amy again today. Like, yes, this incarnation rocks. Um, And (laughs) like that then translates into everything. Like when I feel like that, I have better sex with my husband. When I feel like that, I show up with so much excitement for my clients and they receive that. And then they like want to pay me abundantly for that because they're like, wow, every time I'm around you, Amy, you you expand me. Your energy itself is so activating. And this is where you cannot fake it, right? There's lots of people who... um, you know, I don't like to like look at what other people are doing, but there's a lot of people who are like not embodied in what they teach. They just regurgitate things and you might create a result on the outside, right? Like you might sell 5,000 courses and make seven figures a year, but like how long is that going to keep lasting? And also energetically, what impact are you really making? Um, You're creating more distortions. It feels a lot better to make you know, seven figures being like, hells, yeah, I was in full integrity. This was like soul aligned. This course came through my channel. It's all mine. I'm so excited to share it. I want everyone to share it. And then to be recognized for that, like that's the shit that the dreams are made of, right? And we want to, we want to hit 
certain milestones, whether it's financially or we want to, you know, get married or we want to, you know, have this kind of life or live in this place in the world or whatever your desires are, you know, your vision board desires, you want those things because of how they feel, right? I don't give a fuck if there's a certain number in the bank account. I like the way that it feels to know that I earn that doing something that I love and that helps people, right? It's the the feeling of like, yes, I get to do this. It's this feeling of like, wow, life is amazing. That feels so yummy in my body. And so it all comes back to feeling. And so you can create what you want through feeling it in the now, right? And this is why I talk about like embodied abundance because there's no point in creating superficial abundance if it feels like nothing in your body or it's actually creating pain or um, issues for other people, you know, or if you know that you're selling something that's like not totally aligned or not an integrity or you know, sometimes you will copy each other. If you've copied someone, like you will, you might get the surface result, but it's not going to feel right in your body. So it's like, how do we create from the level of like, yes, this idea or this thing I want to create that's going to maybe make this amount of money. That feels so good, no matter what the result is, that the result has to be good because I feel it, other people feel it, we all feel it, and then money flows from that place. So abundance really is a state of embodiment and that's super key. I think if you're first starting out in business, when you're like broke and you have no money and you're like (laughs) showing up on Instagram, like this used to be me. I was like, had people like laughing at me and, you know, people who I used to grow up with who would like find my Instagram and be like, who does she think she is? You know, it's hard, especially when like people aren't then recognizing you and paying you when you're first starting. But that's when you need this like abundance consciousness the most. This is when you're like, I've got this. I'm doing this because it feels good. It's creating good on the planet. And I know that money shows up for that. I know that abundance has to find me when I create and when I come from that place. So it's like the the money stuff, the sexuality stuff, the healing stuff, it is all like it's the same seed, right? It's the fruits come from these same roots. And so that's why it's so fun, like doing what I do as well. Cause like the more I pleasure, the more money I make, the more money I make, the more pleasure gets created and the more healing gets created for me and everyone else around me. Mm, I love that. I just love, I love your creativity. I love how you're truly someone, you know, we see these people and it's like they have these rocking businesses, but then they're also living these like really beautiful lives. And the two things kind of go hand in hand, right? Or they can if we, if we keep choosing that and creating that, right? So for someone who wants to have this thriving business where they're serving people, but they're also like, I want free time. I want to relax. I want to connect with my partner. I want like, you know, I want it to feel easy. <laughs> I want to to create wealth for myself in a way that that isn't going to lead to burnout. What would be a few like, whether these are practices or you know strategy things or things to implement in their lives or leadership codes, whatever it is. What are a few things that comes to mind that they should start doing, embodying, mm-hmm. practicing, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, there's a few pieces that 
come to mind right away. So like for me, understanding my human design was like such a game changer. So like if you don't know yours, go look it up because you'll just find this whole like mystery school and world that you didn't know about. And for a lot of like truth seekers and change makers and coaches and people who, you know, are in the business of like showing people the way, a lot of you might be projectors like me. And so the world was really not, the it's not that the world wasn't created for us, but the majority of the world doesn't live the way that we need to operate and function at our best. So like projectors need more rest, we have amazing wisdom and ability to guide and to just see things that other people can't see. And so really owning that is a part of it, like in the self-trust part of business, trusting like what I see is the valuable thing, not how much I do. Because a lot of projectors, because of the way that school has conditioned us and the world has conditioned us and like the hustle culture, where we're feeling tired sometimes and we're like, no, I've got to prove how much I did. I've got to prove how hard I worked. You know, I've got to prove that I worked hard to have this understanding of this client or whatever. And it's like, no, like you're like your third eye open magic, babe. Like all you need to do is just sit down and feel good and like drink your cup of tea slowly and just share what you see. You know, that's the value. That's the abundance. Whereas, you know, um, with the other types and understanding all the intricacies of your human design, you can really understand, okay, how many, how am I going to get this business to work for me, not me work for this business? And you really shift from being a business operator to a business owner, right? I learned that in one of the Tony Robbins uh, seminars that I went to, which is like so much energy and I get so tired after them. But um, it was like, how do you want to, do you want to be like in your business or do you want to be like, really owning your business and um that was a really huge thing for me to know was my human design and really just like owning the things that your soul is good at and leveraging those in your business rather than just going oh well like everyone in the coaching industry is talking about this so maybe I should or maybe I should do it the way that she did it it's like no like what is the way that your soul wants to create because that comes from your essence and then your soulmate clients love that because they love you and they feel the real you rather than just like an appropriated version of something that you learn in a course or a certificate. Um, So that's the first thing. Then the second thing is like understanding like the yin and yang or the masculine and feminine energetics of yourself within yourself. So, and also obviously then by extension in your business. So, um, you know, there's this huge rise in our industry of like living your business from the feminine. And like, I love that because I have like this really strong feminine essence in me. But the thing is, like, you need both. You need them in a union, in a business to survive. So it's not about going so far into one or the other. This is where people, um, I guess, get a bit, like, confused because maybe you were so in your masculine and you burnt out and so then you're like, okay, feminine business is the way and I'm only going to show up when I feel really like amazing and and then you notice like oh I'm not really like getting things done or um you know I didn't show up for that client session because I like wasn't feeling fully in alignment 
and then like they've quit <laughs> you know so like having this having this balance where like you have this strong masculine pole in you but he's like he's an anchored masculine pole in you he's in integrity he's conscious he's stable he's got goals you know in the same way like in my very feminine courses like Pleasure Empress I am in my feminine when I'm like hearing people and creating a safe space but I'm also in my masculine because I'm keeping the calls to the time I said I'm going to keep them I'm uh, making sure that I'm checking in regularly with those people I'm letting them know that they're safe and I am holding the space so they can fully surrender into their feminine in their emotions so this is a huge piece that I think a lot of people still are yet to land is like how do you have both at the same time running your business you can take time off and read your books and hang out with your partner and go live in the forest for a month and not take any calls. You can do that if you have a thriving masculine essence in the business, right? You have an email system set up, you have a team around you, you have a calendar system that means that you're showing up when you're supposed to show up. Like you can do all those things and surrender safely into your feminine and your enjoyment, your life when you have the integrated masculine, the healthy masculine with your healthy feminine in your biz. Oh my gosh. That, that topic in itself could be like a whole podcast series, <laughs> you know, it's so, <laughs> yeah. it's so deep, like finding that balance and practicing both sides. Amazing. Thank you for touching on that. So the last topic I want to go to go into you brought this up a few questions ago but I want you to expand on it and that is that concept of and that feeling of embodied abundance so I was in that position too where I had no money and it was like I was spending more money than I was making to try to like get the business going and so many people are in that position and then a lot of people too can have this thing happen where they're making money and they have money in the bank and they have clients but they're still like you know like and I felt that and like I'm sure a lot of people have felt that how do we how do we break through into you know either starting out or when there is money feeling that trust and feeling that that groundedness and that security and that safety and the pleasure with the money yeah money is an amplifier which you know is why when People, you know, people have these stories before they've done any money work or if they haven't done any of like, you know, rich people are bad or like billionaires are bad or, you know, um, money makes people greedy or makes people lose who they are. And it's, to me, like in my version of reality, that's not true. I think money amplifies what was already there. So if you're a greedy motherfucker, you're going to be greedy if you've got a billion dollars or if you've got $5, right? It's not going to change. And you do see that. There are people like that, right? That is the truth in some people's realities. But also there's like loads of people who are super kind, who are self-made, you know, they've self-made millions of dollars and they just get even more generous. They're just like, awesome. Yay. Donation will be a hundred grand instead of $10 today. Thanks. So if we think of that, I think a lot of people hope to resolve maybe some of their abundance box through making more money. You know, maybe it's like 
you think you'll feel more secure in your business or yourself if you hit six figures or when you hit have your first six figure month or when you hit seven figures etc but if you really don't look at that uh, you will hit those milestones and you'll feel the same right it'll be like the next month when you don't do as good you're gonna go oh I'm regressing it was a fluke I'm not enough like when actually it's like, no, like, you know, what's the belief that is creating that story for you? Because money is just neutral and it's just going to amplify what's there. So it's good to, of course, like hit milestones because they can boost your confidence. Like it can be really confidence boosting to be like, yes, had like this amazing financial milestone, but that should be done, I think, in tandem with like looking at the beliefs that you have. So for me, like personally, because obviously there's always another level of this, there's always another layer of your money consciousness. Even if you're like me and you've done like years of work, it still shows up. So Mm -hmm. like, for example, if you're in your business and then you have, um, you know, a really successful month followed by then like a really quote unquote not successful month, maybe like you launch something and no one's, no one signs up or the response is different to what you wanted and you go into an emotional spiral, you go into a sad girl or you go into like, I don't want to show up on social media and you're like going in your little shame spiral. When that happens to me, I... I'm like, oh, okay, great, cool. Look, I've been outsourcing my power again to external results. And then it's like, okay, cool. How can I take that back? How can I remind myself of, you know, what a true abundance consciousness is? And then I go into my body and I'm like, okay, what does abundance feel like in my body? And it's like, it feels yummy. It feels juicy. It feels like, I don't know, champagne bubbles on a hot day and like sunshine. And so then I go, okay, how can I go create that right now? And I'll go outside and I'll put my feet on the grass and I'll be like looking at my puppy. And when my puppy looks at me, I'm like, oh, unconditional love. The world is awesome. And I just reconnect to it. And so don't fall into a myth of like, you know, for anyone listening, don't fall into a myth of like, when I hit this, then my life is sorted out because it's just going to further amplify something that hasn't been addressed if there is something that hasn't been addressed. And all of it, no matter what, gets to be a learning or a reflection or something that we can use to be empowered. So when I have those moments personally, I'm always like, oh, yay, time for some shadow work because, you know, clearly there's more work to do and it's okay, right? It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean you're not an abundant human being because whether you've got $10 or a million dollars, you're abundance in itself because you're a human being here on planet Earth hurtling through out of space, right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um And so embodied abundance is really just a remembrance of that at the core of like, I'm abundant regardless of what's in the bank account, but maybe I'll go play in the game or the playground of money because it's fun. Right, right. I have a follow-up question, but what's, Mm -hmm. what's amazing about practicing that concept is that it really does like, you know, it gets so much easier because especially when you're first getting started with it, you know, like I'm hearing you say, like, you get excited now when your shadows come up. It's like, okay, like, let's, let's go into this next layer. Like, there's some juice here. There's some goodness here. Like, let's go into it. But when you're first getting started, especially if you're coming from a place where you're broke, 
and maybe your family was broke before that. And you know, the, the grandparents are broke before that. It can be like, what the fuck? How is this actually helpful? (laughs) You know, or it can feel heavy or all of these things. So can you talk a bit about how, how does that actually help you then get to the steps where you're making more money? Hmm. Yeah. So this is why in my, I've got a manifestation course. It's like a 14 day course. We ran it live. The energy was so amazing. Like some of the manifestations were so crazy. People's husbands were messaging me like, who are you? And like, like <laughs> how did you do this? Um, but it was all like, obviously all my clients and the energy in the space, but now it's like, you can take this course at, like as the recordings and with all the rituals and What's in this it's called Cosmic Creatrix. Um, So it's like playing with like, you know, the astral and and the universe and making it like a fun game. Because for so so many people, um, money or even manifestation can get, it gets this really like sticky energy around it because it's like, oh, I'm trying so hard and I'm not seeing it immediately. Therefore, like maybe there's something wrong with me or maybe it doesn't work. So it's like all about having fun and like really leaning into your own desires and your own timing and your own relationship with how you co-create with the universe. And in this, we do a lot of rituals like um, hypnotherapy around, you know, ancestral stuff around money, ancestral stuff around abundance. There's like a sleep hypnosis track as well. So you can fall asleep every night to like reprogram these parts of you that you can't access with affirmations or a journaling process. So there's that piece. And then, you know, it's also like at the core of it, it's like, it has to be fun, right? It has to be fun. So if you've done healing, if you've, if you've healed some of the pieces that are like sticky, then how can you make it so much fun? Cause number one, when something's fun, you'll do, you'll do it more, right? Because it's like more psychologically appealing Two, when you get all these positive associations with certain practices or certain things that you do, like your mind is naturally going to be like, yeah, like that feels good. Your vibration is going to be like, yeah, that feels good. And so then more good things are obviously going to be inspired to come into your space or at the very basic level, things are going to flow easy. If you feel really good, you walk out into your life, you're more open, maybe opportunities are more likely to happen because you're walking around open and people are like, I like that openness over there. I'm going to talk to her or like tell her about this. It's like very logical as well, right? It's not just all woo-woo. So how can you have fun with it? How can you, um, you know, have fun when you set a goal? So instead of being like, I have to have 99 people in my course or I have to hit this thing and I'm going to write it down every day and I'm, I swear I'm not attached, but it's, it has to be this number. It's like, no, like be like, okay, it would be really fun to have 99 people in there. Let's have fun and see what the universe has in store for me. And I totally get that it's hard and like chunky and weird for people because I was the same for a long time because I'm a perfectionist. Everyone, everyone is in some way, I suppose. And so it's like, how can you just have fun with it? Make it a game that you're playing with the universe. Laugh, you know, um, when little synchronicities happen, don't overlook them. Like laugh, it's the universe winking at you. And like play it as a game because when something's a game, it's more fun. You relate to it in a different way. 
And the way that you relate to what you're going through or creating is going to totally influence how it plays out. So that would be like my biggest advice is like, yes, do your healing practices, maybe have some strategies, but at the core of it, make it fun. And if it's not fun and you're trying to make it fun and it's just not, just like get rid of it and try something else that's fun. Because when you're in a fun frequency, things want to be around you. People want to be around you and opportunities want to flow into your life. Mm, amazing. Yay. Ah, oh, so good. Thank you for all of everything that you've shared today. So we have down below in the show notes how you can reach Amy through her Instagram, website, podcast, all the links, all the things. So go find Amy, connect with her. I'd also love to know though, what what do you have coming up? What's available? How can people connect with you deeper? How can people work with you if they're feeling called to do that? I know you have a mastermind open, right? So what else, what's going on? Yeah, the mastermind is coming up in a few weeks. And that's like, that's really alive in me right now because um, it's almost full. The women inside are just like amazing. They're like all BFFs already, just like through this simple connection of knowing they're going to be entering into the same space. It's for women who are like a little bit further in their business journey. Although that being said, like I'm not totally strict on this. One of the amazing women inside is like pretty new, but she has the attitude of a boss, right? So I was like, you can come into this because I know that you're going to quantum late. So it is for women who are like wanting, I guess, like more of a soulful way of doing business. I know for me, like I've done several different like business courses and stuff and it's just kind of been like, yeah, I get that strategy, but it's not for me. Or I just haven't felt like a lot of heart in there. And so for me, it's really important that my programs are very like, intuitive, very heart-led, a lot of like friendship vibes. I'm not a coach who's like above you. I'm friends with all my clients. And um, so that's coming up and it's called Riches, Rebels and Revolutions because as the name says, that's all the vibes we're going to be creating. Um, I've also got my membership, which is like a bit more of an accessible one for people because it's like a monthly subscription. And we do the rebirthing breathwork that I mentioned in this episode every month on the full moon. Got to release all the emotions on the full moons. And we do masterclasses and meditations and different like topics such as sensuality, abundance, inner child stuff. So that's like a really good one if people are more like not timid, but, you know, wanting to dip your toe in or just wanting like that monthly infusion of learning, spirituality, sisterhood, that sort of thing. So those would be the two ones that I feel like your listeners might vibe with. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I, yeah, I remember the first time I found you, it wasn't that long ago. Because I know Ashay, who you're working with currently, and I think she shared you or you had posted something and she reposted it. And I was like, this woman is glowing, like absolutely (laughs) glowing. And I go and I start looking and I'm like, oh my God, like everything's so beautiful. She's so beautiful, like so beautiful. Like everything is so beautiful. And then you start tapping and clicking on things and I'm like, And she's really fucking deep, like, wow, you know, like powerful, deep, expressive. And I was like, yep, this is a good one. This is a good one. (laughs) So it's 
<laughs> Everyone should go follow you. Amy does like has amazing lives, amazing. You do these like fun reels. You're like very uplifting, <laughs> very motivating, but also like very relatable, which I really appreciate and really love. So I just want to say thank Aww. you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. And thank yeah, you. I'm so happy to connect. Yeah, me too. Thank you. I reciprocate everything you said um, to you and just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of bringing like really big ethereal spiritual concepts into the 3D. Like I'm not going to like be up in the 5D talking some shit. I want to show you how I can like real life it and like enjoy your human experience with those principles, right? Or paradigms. So I see you like that as well. Like I love your content and I'm just like, this girl is for real. So yeah, thank you. So good to connect with you. Thank you. So for everyone listening, again, go check out Amy. Feel free to share this episode. You can tag us, let us know what you think, hop into our DMs, all that kind of stuff. And we thank you for listening and I'll I'll see you next time on the show. See ya. Bye.